0: Rotanga or Rokawa, Mari
1: Ara The heart of Rokawa is to uphold peace and
0: faith.
1: no Kake Justine Maria Ho, you're with Te Ahika on Radio New Zealand National. Coming up, as we've travelled to different pā around Aotearoa, it's not uncommon for pre-existing buildings to be transformed into a marae. As was the case for Te Manua Manawa
0: o orangitane or Manawatu marae on the outskirts of Palmerston North, when eight years ago the Kura Kaupapa moved out and the buildings were pre-configured into a marae complex. That includes a radio station. Kohanga Reo, water clinic,
1: and a church.
2: This is our dining room, and we call this the Te Fari Manaki.
1: Te Manaki.
2: Yeah, dining room like a lot of other dining rooms. Although again, it's a little bit of a different shape because of the the natural shape of the building.
1: So this would have been the kids' hall. I mean.
2: The yeah. At this end here, this fakado uh, at the top of the uh, the roof here, um, that is a connection with um, Tu fare tour leader. Uh, they Hepi happy to hear you.
0: Justine is with Te Huataki Fareyatu. How many of us know in detail our parents' courtship? How many of us would want to know? It's one thing to learn it from your parents, and then quite another to have it researched,
1: checked and then published. Yet that's what the Nathan Farno did when they asked author Patricia Grace to write about their parents, Ned and Katina.
3: It's a, a biography, but it's also a social history of New Zealand. So when you have uh, a number of old people, not only are so old actually, but have approached me and said, I didn't know about segregated hospitals, mm. just as an example. And you think, well, okay, but that's, that's how it was. You know, so we've got to own up to that stuff. So, and also, you know, the the background to um, how life was for um, my father's mm-hmm. family and others in the Depression years, all of that stuff, you know. Uh, but uh, we made, my brothers and I made the approach to PAT because, uh, you know, through our links in, you know, the art world, Ngāpuna Waihanga and Wakatoi, you know, we were... Um, friends from way back, and I knew that my dad and her dad, you know, being two eight members, two eight battalion, (laughs) so there was all that, and the other thing was, I had a sort of a a gut instinct that it needed to be written by a woman, and um, my brothers concurred,
0: and as a nod to this year's Vodafone Music Awards, we have wayata from Lady Six and tracks from David Dallas's album The Rose Tint. Ngā e haere
1: ake That's the lowdown in tonight's Te Ahika.
0: Te Ahika, Radio
3: New Zealand National
1: What with winter illnesses and sickness, I've visited the chemist more times than usual in the past few weeks. Which is where our next guest comes in. Caroline Blutcher is one of two recipients of a John McLeod scholarship organised annually by the Ministry of Health as part of the Upper Māori Kura Stable of Awards. And she's felt
0: isolated. It's a lonely road when there aren't many Māori enrolled in your area of study,
1: which in her case is pharmacy. Yet, she's persevered and gone on to lead research projects into Māori health.
4: Ko Maungatani Whātuku Maunga, ko Mamari tuku waka, ko Te Aupauri tuku iwi, ko Natikudi Kuri tuku hapū, ko Waioro tuku marae, ko Caroline Bleacher ahau. Kia Let's talk about Bleacher. Where's that name from? Um, Originally, or well, actually my dad, where I'm really from, is Houhora up north. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's from... um. Way up north in the far north, about an
1: hour from Cape Ranger. Oh well, so yeah. so Blucher is is so who's who's Marty in your family? My um, father. So your father's Māori yeah. and Blucher is is
4: is a Farno name. It's, um, yeah, <laughs> it's Polish originally. Polish think, yeah.
1: originally. Yeah, because sometimes when it comes to Māori families, um, they adapt sometimes names in english to Māori. so for example um like in my fano togo became nautical Temete became smith so obviously blucher wasn't
4: i don't i don't know i don't think so um, Māori name? i know that a lot of the people in like my book are smiths and Sabritskis. there's a lot of them but and um yeah, I don't know about Blucher.
1: It just happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, Caroline, I'm talking to you because you are one of the uh, you're a John Macleod scholar for this year. Tell me about um, you know what this Tohu Award means to you. Um, oh, it's amazing. I can't
4: believe um, that I've. Been blessed to actually get something this um, good, um it means a huge my family even just coming down um a lot of them haven't even been to Wellington, um my two nephews first time on a plane and s- <laughs> along with my brother in law who was 26. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, four of them actually hadn't been to Wellington so it's an amazing thing. Awesome. <laughs> we spoke about you. You're from Ho uh,
1: Um well I've grown up in Cairo
4: Still Northland, we go Norther to go on our holidays.
1: Halfway, yeah. Now you attended um, Whangarua College, Kitty yep. Kitty High School. Now, what did you study at University of Auckland? Um, the Bachelor of Pharmacy. Bachelor of Pharmacy. Yeah. I wouldn't. Well, I'm assuming that it's not a very common tohu to take up. Would um, you agree?
4: No, I'm the only one in my year, and there's one in the year below, and then I think two, and then somehow we managed to get seven or nine or something like that in the first year, so it's very, um, yeah, very
1: small uptake by Marty. we We're talking about, um, so those numbers you've just said, Māori students. Yeah, at, yeah, um, studying pharmacy. And you'll complete your Bachelor of Pharmacy this year? Yep, in four weeks, actually. Oh, <laughs> congratulations. You're excited. Why Why pharmacy? I don't know. Um, is that the um,
4: proper name or is it pharmaceutical? Yeah, no, nah, nah, it's just pharmacy. pharmacy. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm really a people person. I love speaking to people and... I think, yeah, didn't didn't want to be a doctor, didn't want to be a nurse, but I wanted to be in health. And my mum always said I was good with money. She <laughs> <laughs> said, oh, maybe you might be a good shop person or something like that, but um, I don't know. Like retail? Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> she said, you're good with money, you could own a pharmacy one day. So
1: Wow. Yeah,
4: I just, I've really enjoyed it. I think you go into, um, a lot of us, we're only 17 when we pick our degrees, and we go in and you don't know, but I'm really
1: lucky to really love what I do in really happy i've chosen what i have so what would what does pharma studies in pharmacy what does that involve
4: um so a myth Science, involves a lot of chemistry so that's not true like you do chemistry papers but not much a lot of it is to um how drugs are in the body so we'll do like pharmaceuticals and how they um pharmacokinetics in your body um But a lot of it also is your communication and talking with patients and dispensing um, medications and then doing your, like, role plays of when someone comes into the pharmacy and says they have a sore head or a headache and what can you do for them. So it's a lot of different things, but it isn't, like, um, chemistry and what a lot of people say it, like, think it is. So I think it's very people person. It's
1: changing a lot too. How do you think it, so... A GP or a general yep. practitioner would usually say, okay, you need to go on, say, antibiotics. Yeah. Where do you fit into the picture of that?
4: Um, so I guess it's we would make, sh- um, make sure that um, the patient is getting the right medicine at the right time f- um, for the right indication, for the right thing, um, and just make sure that if they're on any other medications that it's okay, and then making sure that they know how to take their medications because you can give anyone um, anything in the world, but if they don't know how to take it, they're not going to. So um, I guess it's the... Of course, If you talk to a patient properly, then you should be able to make a difference with how they take something or yeah. their
1: health. But yeah. Is there a strong tie between, say, when a patient sees a GP to when they get the medication between you, yourself and, say, a GP? The relationship there? Um.
4: Yeah. I would. Um. I would hope. I know that a lot of people, um, pharmacists, I know, have strong ties. They can just walk into their um GPs and be like, Hey, maybe you have got to sign this, or, or um, oh, uh, maybe I, I don't think this is the right medication, or. Yeah, anything like that, then it's really cool. To,
1: you can just walk in. Mm. How long did your study take?
4: It, uh, so it's a four-year degree, and it's taken me four years. Yay! Yay! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was very close at one point, but <laughs> got through that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, I think this year is really, really loved it. It's the year that's made it good for me, made yeah. it worth it. And
1: I'm and so during the four years, or did you ever have um, work placement, like some? And how did, how was that for you? Um, I've always... I've went
4: to um, really cool places with really good um, people. I went to Narawahia. And, wow. yeah, and um, the pharmacist there was amazing. And I've also went to um, Kirikiri up north, just so I'm close to home, because um, my sister's just had babies, but... Oh, nice. <laughs> got to be close to my nephews, but, yeah. So they've both been... I've learned so much. And I've went to Hastings, actually, for
1: a hospital placement, and that was good, too. Wow. So um, over... Th- in two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, uh, Caroline, you did some student studentship research projects in yep. Māori Health. Yeah, tell us about that. Um,
4: I think I guess I'm, that's um, I'm really interested in the um, why Māori Health are, are, outcomes are lower, um, and I guess um, both of them were really interesting and they had really great supervisors, and um, I was just really interested and I could, yeah. I guess the first one about Maori um, perceptions of the pharmacist I think it's really important. I didn't. I was quite interested in the relationship between Maori. Um, yeah, so it was just questions about um, what they felt the pharmacist did. Um, did they have a relationship with them or was it that you just went to the pharmacy that was like two doors down from your house? Or Right. Yeah, it was quite interesting because a lot of them did have relationships and it was quite mm. cool to learn um, aspects that you might not have known and then ways of how you can... Change the rapport
1: or the relationship you have with your patients. So in Ngaurauahe, when you did a work placement there, was it because you know Ngaurauahe is yeah. quite, quite a rural area yeah. of, of Hamilton and yeah. in that area? I mean, were you working in a pharmacy that was very whānau orientated, um, or yeah. you know, lots of yeah. Māori yeah. patients? Yeah. So yeah. How, how was you would have been able to gauge yeah. quite a bit from that experience? Um, yeah, I I picked it because um it was.
4: It's much like Kayo, it's a small um Māori of course yeah, rural yeah. community and she um i walked in and she um, had a i remember she had a um, tiled um p- picture on the wall and she'd explained it all to do with all the Māori and all the um all the fucker papa that went behind it. it was just amazing she like knew they knew the um importance of everything and how. Um important it was to have those things in the pharmacy, and it was just amazing to see the rapport that you can have with your patients and how much trust someone has in with mm. you because I guess sometimes pharmacy is the forgotten
1: profession <laughs> yeah. so you talking more about the, you talking more about the communication yeah. side of it yeah. Eh? yeah, the way that you um i suppose were just from that picture expressing Māori and uh yeah. In a yeah. Pharmacy. Was it a pharmacy, or was it more so a? No, a it
4: was more of just water. Yeah, it was more of. Um, no, it was just explained like. Um, I remember her explaining it to how Waikato River came into. Um, I've forgotten the other river, but how, how they merged, and so there was like a, ri- a river um, merging or something like that. And it, she just explained it as like. Um, so it was. It just. It was just. Yeah, I just couldn't believe it that like she'd thought it had come into her mind to have done that, and then also the colour schemes and things like that. She would just thought about it. Um, that she cared, I guess, too. Mm. Like, to care, to do that, is quite a big thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also to explain, I, she said, um, we treat, treat generations. So she'd seen, it was amazing to learn that she'd treated grandparents and then um, parents and then kids, kids and then grandkids and then see the the diseases and to mm. n- not, to be able to, um, I guess, know someone's situation if they come in the door, you can know their situation so you you know it's not just what you see is what you get. You know, to know what someone's situation is is just is, is so much more. Yeah. So I guess um she said it was you learn so much more from um
1: working for so long
4: that wow. yeah. Yeah. Because then was what's amazing. the
1: difference between a um you know a a a a Pākehā nanny coming in who's eighty versus uh, a Māori queer who's eighty coming in to pick up their prescription or how pharmacists deal with Māori versus yeah. non Māori.
4: Um, I don't know. Is your Māori? Yeah. yeah. I, I I would um I guess I personally I would take um yeah. more time just to make um because I've done my summerships to um make sure they know what the pharmacist is. Um it, well any person really, if I Felt that a person um, didn't know something, or I could, you know, you can sense when someone may um glazed over, or just saying, "Yeah, I'll have my medications." Um, I don't know I'd just take that extra time and make sure because hey, you can make a difference. And then if you're, they walk out happy, they, you know, they'll go tell their um, mm. brother and their dad, "Oh, that pharmacist down the road's pretty cool." Mm. I'll go there, you know. <laughs> and so then, hey, it works for you too because you have a business that's profitable too. So it all works out if you.
1: Here, I guess. <laughs> so then, Caroline, let me put you. Let me put this question to you. And do you, uh, as as Māori, do yeah. you um, believe in the medicinal properties of Rungua? You know, Māori yeah. medicines versus oh, yeah. chemicals.
4: I actually haven't learnt much on it at all. Um, but I would i actually it would be something that i would um if someone came in I would look it up and look into it. I think it's not something that if someone i remember um interviewing somebody for my summership and they talked about dongle being so um important and so if someone holds that belief, you can't just tell them that it's not important or anything like that so i'd um, definitely i'd actually like i haven't learned much about it but well, i would of course um i would never discount it never to, discount yeah, it yeah, yeah I'd yeah. never tell somebody that i didn't believe in Are it. Are you interested
1: in, in, in learning I it? I am.
4: I would. Yeah, I am interested in learning it. And if I was given a choice in learning it, I would. Wow.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. So it says um, in this little bio information that I've got in front of me, the ultimate goal is to be involved in Māori health at a yeah. higher level. Yeah. What does oh, that mean? One day I'd like to Um, I've done my, I think
4: the summer ships have made me passionate about Māori health. And one day I'd like to do like postgraduate studies in Māori health. Māori health, but um It'd be, yeah, <laughs> just a dream right now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> a mean, goal. Yeah. In terms of the news and reports yeah. we hear, it's no... The stats yeah. are yeah. against Māori. Yeah. So how do you... Um, I mean, is that something that you look to that, that you want to say, man, I've got to... T-, or, yeah, I think... You're
4: we, just one person, yeah, but you want to yeah, work against those statistics? I think, I think if people... It gets brought to like how it can be done. I think um, we've all seen the stats and we all... Um, everyone says, it's well, it's not me. I don't do that. But um, I think just bringing it to light and everyone treats everybody different no matter what, like I'll treat a Pākehā person different to a Māori person and I'll treat everyone treats everyone a little bit different so I guess it's just bringing it to light and then if you notice you make um, differences with how you speak to people then maybe if you notice you do it then you might change it mm, but I guess yeah. yeah, I don't know how I'd w- what I'd research yet but it, I um, definitely gained interest whilst doing that, that. I, it would be something I'm interested in what then for you after I mean you talk about postgraduate yeah. studies Yeah. do you look will you look at play- um, well yeah. I actually gradu- well I um, have my leaving ceremony in November like the 21st but I'm finished um, October late October and then I do next year I've still got it's not finished yet a year of internship so at holiday wow. but it's um, paid so basically it's just I have to sit an extra um, big exam at the end of the year to show I'm a competent Pharmacist, and then I'll be a
1: pharmacist. Now you are the prime. Well, you're one of the. Well, you're the organizer of the Māori Pharmacy Student Annual Huiato. Yeah. Now Huiato Annual General yeah. uh, Meeting, and um, some of the uh, students from Otago travel to Auckland for the weekend. Tell us more about that. You've got oh guest speakers, support yeah. staff. So um, this year in August, um,
4: I I started a bit earlier than that, but. Um, we managed to fly all the Otago students, it's not many, so um, I'd say, I think it was about 15 up or something like that, and we um, met at a marae in Epsom, and we just had a weekend of um, where, I think it was just, it's just, it's really good, like, I think we're such a small little community, our little Māori pharmacy students, and so it's really cool to um, see the people in Otago and see them too, so... In a year's time, I think one of the boys down there was was looking to do an internship kind of up Northland, oh. and so it's just good to be able to I can see them and know them too. So, I've
1: got so more although the numbers are small, there is definitely yeah. a community yeah. of you guys. Yeah,
4: so um, they we came up and we have, um, guest speakers and like we have interns from. So if I, they asked me, like, I'd go and speak next year, and so you talk about your year, and then I had pr- a postgraduate um, person from Auckland come in and speak and some pharmacists, just to um, ignite passion in some of them. Um, and then um, Marama Porore came in from Pharmac and talked about um, and gave out the Hewi Nui Heke scholarships oh, there, yeah. and um, she's also always an um, amazing speaker. So to hear her speak was just um, great. So I think, it's, yeah, it's just a good time, and then we... Go out and have a little good time on Friday yeah, or Saturday night. Yeah. Just talk, get, f- talk
1: pharmaceuticals.
4: <laughs> yeah, or um, yeah, go to town. You know, all of it. But yeah, it was. It's very fun. And then hey, who's not going to turn down a free flight up to Auckland? And then next year um, they go to Otago, so it's alternating. So it's just oh, a nice. good weekend, good time yeah. to make. And then Māori Pharmacist Association, we um, we actually then we like. Get close with them. We know them, and so it's just all these people that we, people from Otago, like um, the Otago school came up. So it's just making contacts. I think it's really important. And so Definitely. when we go to events like that, we always see their face. It's just getting used to everything. It's really cool.
1: How does your family feel about your your,
4: your studies? Your, your um, mum, your dad, your siblings? Um, very. I think my brother's a paramedic. Well, he's studying to be a paramedic. What? He's only he's in the second year, so he's kind of semi um doing what I'm doing. Um my sister has done a Bachelor of Arts and then she's also um used to work in a technician at my um hometown pharmacy. So she kind oh. of knows a little bit. But um sh- she got into it because I kind of was like, Oh, cool job <laughs> But um they're all really I think they're very proud. My dad um works at Fungal College at the school there, so um he's always yeah Hopefully they're proud of me. I th- they tell me they are, and they're very happy that they've
1: managed to come to this. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> so they
4: um, I think they're very, hopefully they are.
1: Uh, Caroline uh, Blutcher, no teo Ngāti uh, Kuri, te John Macleod Scholar, kia ora. Thank you, kia ora. Next week we'll hear from the other recipient of the John Macleod Award, Tūhoe Ngai Te Boy, Ibrahim Solomon. For links about the Apamare Kura Health Awards, we've posted up some useful ones at our webpage radionz.co.nz forward slash Ahika.
0: It's some love story, the one involving the parents of Manos Nathan, Ned,
1: and Katina Nathan. Set it in wartime Greece, where an injured Māori battalion soldier from Ahikiwi, that's between Dargaville and Kaihu in New Zealand, is sheltered by the Tarakas family of Crete, Greece. And, well, it really starts to read like a Hollywood blockbuster. Yet,
0: it wasn't all hearts and roses. Patience, perseverance, and a bit of luck played its part in the story of Ned Nathan and Katina Torakis. In approaching Patricia Grace to write the story of your parents, I read the preface and it it took a lot of trust.
3: Mm.
0: And... (laughs) You, you know what strikes me about the book is that she's able to interweave historic history, so you don't feel like you're getting a history lesson at the same time, as well as the, the very personal narrative of your parents. I mean, is it what, why did you decide to finally put this story into publication?
3: Uh, it really came about. Let uh, me go back a bit. Um, when my when my father died. Um, my mother came to live with me and I became aware of uh, the pressure she was under um, with um, phone calls and with letters of people wanting to, you know, do the story, do the doco, make a movie.
0: But why this story, Manos? Why? Why this story?
3: Oh, I don't know. You know, the love story aspect is the immediate thing, isn't it? Um, And we were... um, we thought if the story has to be told, you know, we wanted a, a larger story which really acknowledged the Cretan people in particular and um, really told the story about much more than just the love story. Yeah, and it I think
0: all ends up happily ever after. Yeah,
3: yeah. You know, you could cut it off there and, you know, then it's sort of all, you know, it's Hollywood la-la, you know, <laughs> or the Captain Corelli, you know, and that's the last thing we wanted. So are um, talking about
0: Captain Corelli's mandolin. <laughs>
3: I am. And and, and I think, um, you know, Pat's given as much as, you know, yes, it's a a biography, but it's also a social history of New Zealand. So when you have uh, a number of old people, not only so old actually, but have approached me and said, I didn't know about segregated hospitals, just as an example. And you think, well, okay, but that's that's how it was. So we've got to own up to that stuff. So And also, you know, the the background to um, how life was for um, my father's family and others in the Depression years, all of that stuff, you know. Uh, but uh, we made, my brothers and I made the approach to PAT because, uh, you know, through our links in, you know, the art world, Ngāpuna Waihanga and Wakatoi, you know, we were... Um, friends from way back and I knew that my dad and her dad, you know, being 2-8 members, 2-8 battalion <laughs> so there was all that and the other thing was I had a sort of a, a gut instinct that it needed to be written by a woman and um, my brothers concurred
0: A man may have focused on the war
3: I think probably if a man had done it, there would have been a different emphasis I want to tell you about the experience of working with Pat in the research stage mm-hmm. where we visited Crete. So Dick, Dick and Pat and I um, moved around the place and it it gave me an understanding of what happened uh, with Dad and Uncle Joe and, and Māori soldiers in particular. <laughs> and the, what I saw was the, uh, the affinity of the people. What I saw was how r- easy it was for Pat and Dick to slip into the Cretan culture and how um, how quickly the the response was, you know, how quickly it was affirmed. And to me, that was uh, it took me by surprise a wee bit. And I thought, oh, too much. <laughs> you know, I hadn't thought about this, but I just saw it happening under you know in front of my eyes, and, and it was marvelous. And you know?
0: what were some of those other things that you just by living that experience that you that making things click into you? Oh, like, kai. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, just, yeah, you know, like getting off on food and <laughs> Uh Yeah, but, um, it's just it's that people thing, you know, that warmth. And I can remember hearing um, Dad and others, you know, when we used to eavesdrop on, we weren't meant to be there, they'd be sitting down having a drink, um, you know, around the table, a few whiskeys, the old buggers are sitting talking and we'd be at the door listening. And things had come out about you know how you know the Cretan woman dressed in black looked like the aunties from home, and, you <laughs> yeah. know all a yeah. lot of little things They eh?
0: yeah, they're so saying all those those connections between cretes mm. and Māori. yeah,
3: yeah, and I think the other thing you what you you know the the obvious thing to me is you know people of the soil, these are you know they both come from pretty pōhara communities, mm. uh you know growing their Kai living off the land. So there was, you know, our lot would have slipped into that real easy. I'm not saying, you know, that, 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 that's not to say that Pakistani soldiers didn't see it as well, but I think um, certainly it was more akin to what our people were used to but from home.
0: Now, in putting the story of your parents to paper, I mean, do you run the risk of it being, well, this is the true whole truth and nothing but the truth?
3: Uh, risk. Um, it's, you know, there, there are things that aren't in the book.
0: Uh, uh, As there wouldn't be. uh,
3: Yeah, you know, you know, but the the reality is, you know, I think that you know, Pat did a draft and we saw the draft. She, you know, and there was, you know, we were just totally pleased with what we saw because I think she, you know, she nailed it. All we had to do was tidy up things like names and spelling, and there wasn't there was no real major rewrite of anything at all. There was no. You know, none of that sort of thing.
0: And even the inclusion of the photos seem uh, to be oh, the very... The
3: photos, yes. Well, you know, we've, we've got a pretty big archive of, of photos. Um, the, my, you know, the maternal uncle, the doctor that patched the old man up, he gave Dad a beautiful bellows like a camera.
0: <laughs> wow, they're worth heaps. Well, you know, they're being highly
3: collectible now, but there was a superb camera. And so when that came, camera came back to Aotearoa, you know, 1945, must have been one of the only cameras in the Hokianga of that, <laughs> <laughs> of that caliber. Yeah. So, you know, we got a lot of photos of haymaking and you know, hui hui. And the photographs, there was a process of working with the, uh, the editor, uh, the, um, the penguin people.
0: So overall, it sounds like the process was one that was very much inclusive of the whānau.
3: Oh, very much so. Um, um, you know, my brothers and I were uh, close to Pat. You know, from the first time we went to see her, and we gave her a CD of some images mm-hmm. and um, some letters and things, so she had a look at. You know, that sort of whet her appetite, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah it was a it was a very um it was a lovely process for our family and it was a, a very lovely process for our kids because you know they have you know when you grow up with a story you know they 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 knew the story but they didn't know the detail and um even more meaningful when we were on crete earlier this year we went up for the the commemorations of the the battle of crete, crete. Mm. so we were there uh, for some of the um you know, the official functions, but we kept one step ahead. So we could, um, you know, it was like a kawe mate, really. So we needed to do what we needed to do, and we just tried to keep one step ahead of the touring groups. But, yeah, very, very, um, very rewarding for the kids, a number of whom were reading the book while we were travelling. So. I'm like, wow. Yeah, revisiting the book. Mm.
0: So what was the, how did, what was the name that they called their gra- uh, your Parents.
3: They called um, them by the Cretan names. They they called Katina Yaya, Yaya, and they called the old man Papu.
0: Papu. Papu. So, what are they reading the book? Going, oh my God! Look what Yaya was doing yeah, with Papu. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. It.
0: So it hasn't mythologized them at all.
3: No, I, I think you see the thing is, you know. You know, they're your parents, you know, you, you don't think like this. But, you know, when, it was when they both left that we thought, you know, we've got to do something because of the, you know, these other issues I mentioned earlier. But, you know, we were too close to it to um, see it the way other people saw it, I think.
0: For yourself, mm-hmm. when you saw the finished product, did it make you think, oh, now I understand even more... About my parents, or oh, that that now makes that makes sense.
3: I'll tell you one thing that certainly helped is we had the the letters that were going backwards and forwards between between Crete and our Dad in the prisoner of war camp Stalag Eight B, and um, Pat did the work in terms of sequencing them properly. I'd read a number of them, but I can remember, you know. Not being Godina. so not be, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not being so interested in that, but they used to have these fantastic stamps on them with um, you know, the the um the Nazis um big eagles and SWAT stickers and things and it you was know, a little boy, go, Oh wow, look at that, you know? <laughs> So I used to like that stuff and you know didn't read well I sort of read them but didn't read them, if you know what I mean. So Pat was the one that did the sequencing to you know, to really get the yeah, and then, you know, when the stuff comes out, that really the everything Dad wrote in Greek, she didn't get.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah, she so, never got them. So yeah. when he turned up at the house, <laughs> she hadn't received the letters yet.
3: Yeah, he, he arrived before the letters. Mm. Yeah, if he if, if he wrote something in English, you know, I think that was more likely to get through. But they'd worked out a, um, I think, Patalooch, they'd worked out a code, mm. Um so dad could ask questions without giving the game away. So the um you know the the Germans that read the letters were weren't um, able to understand what he was really asking.
0: Because even when your father was a prisoner of war and then he went to England he and was, there was a delay and then he went yes. back to Greece. He was oh, repatriated to, to
3: um he was repatriated, you know, the soldier swap because of his wounds and he needed to have uh well, I suppose early form of plastic surgery. So he went to he went back to England. He was in hospital for about a year while they, um, you know, did the skin grafts and everything for the particularly for the head wound, because he was blind in one eye. Most people didn't realise it, but yeah.
0: Now I guess what, you know, we spoke earlier about, you know, it's very much a love story about your parents, but it's also about what happens after the happily ever after. Sure. And, I mean, he went on to have kids. But I know for my kārawa, both of them, they suffered quite a lot from the post traumatic oh. stress. Did you experience or observe any of that happening with your father and the impact that it had on simple, your mother?
3: Simple answer is no. No, we didn't see any sign of that. Although I knew that um when the, when the two the eight battalion, you know, when the, the the you know, the committee they had a uh, you know, like a they made a major effort. At re- rehabilitation and support and I can remember that at a particular stage it was Dad and Bully Jackson and Bill Herowini and they were, they were like the little triumvirate and I remember during that, their tenure they were working really hard at that sort of support for the widows and that sort of thing so I only became aware of it at that time I had no idea that that was an issue You know, we know much more about that now but of course they were very quiet and private about that well, you know, you know, we know now that some whanau suffered, but mm. I wasn't aware of any of that, or the degree of the depth of it.
0: When I read Ned and Katina, I felt very humbled, and uh, reading into the experiences of your parents, mm. and also getting a, a wider historical perspective, because you knew them, eh? and it's your life; you're you're part of it as well.
3: I was um, quite surprised that um, that. We were we were in it to the degree that we were in it and when when we read the draft. and said, "Hey, Pat, you know how how come you're talking about this? you know things like blowing up letter boxes?" And I had no idea that you know they, these were just the sides that the writer picked up on. You know? <laughs> and and she was saying, "Well, you know that you know you have to be in the story." And, and you know, ah, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, of course you do, you know, but, you know, I hadn't really thought about that no, side of it. It might have been a bit more circumstantial. <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> uh, anyway.
0: Well, you know, because while, while you're leaving a book, which is a legacy to your tamariki and your mokopuna oh. and the many to come, you know, in reality, the legacy is that you're here and that all yeah. the rest and, and the many more to come are as well.
3: Yeah, and I think it's also, you know, it's it's, it's it's nice to have a little... I'd love to see more stories like that, frankly, you know, before we lose them all. You know, you know get the information, talk to the old people before they go. You know, we've left these things so late. Whereas we can I, tend
0: to put them into little compartments mm, of your... Mm, you can tell your story, but it has to be in the context of your relationship with the marae mm, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, with the environment, which is all very... Mm. Um, present
3: and very real, but mm. there's yeah, it, look, it's a battalion story. It's part of the you know the the narrative of the two eight battalion. It's 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 many things, and I wish there was more of them. You know, I know there was uh, there were relationships that developed in Italy. Well, the battalion right. was in Italy. You know, there has to be other stories. <laughs> but yeah, it's um it, it 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 doesn't belong just to the family. No?
0: But I guess, Manos, it also—I mean—you opened your lives out and the Mm -hmm. lives of your parents to for the public to have a look at, and it it actually involves a degree of being very honest Mm -hmm. about the kind of people you are, and Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of families may not necessarily be up for that kind of
3: sure. That is that is yes certainly it is an issue and it sort of confronts us again. You know, I, alluded to, I started talking about you know trying to get people off our backs. <laughs> um, you know, to you know, to um, you know, put a perhaps not the definitive version, but put it out there with the information that you know um, cleared away some of the misinformation about the sequence of events and who did what and when. Um, and now it's sort of in a sense it's come back to bite us in the bum because um, there is, you know, after a little bit of a hiatus, all of a sudden we're, we are being approached again. I thought we'd <laughs> I thought we dealt with that. But, yes, um, it's something we'll, as a whānau, we'll have to deal with as it unfolds.
0: So I guess now you're getting a little bit of a taste of what it's like to be a rock star. I hope not.
3: <laughs> no, yeah, I hope not.
0: When you have all these unauthorised biographies, <laughs> authorised mm. ones. Kia ora. that's
3: awesome.
0: Oh, thank you, Mariah. <laughs> Kia ora. Kue, Manos Nathan with Mariah Rakuraku. There's a longer version of that kōrero, it's available at our website. That's radio.nz.co.nz forward slash And while there, you'll also find information about the book and the Nathan Farno, and you can access previous programmes, and photographs of the different co-papa were followed over the past year.
1: Yeah! Yeah!
0: Yeah! Every year, Te Tauru Whiri Te Reo Māori, the Māori Language Commission, hold Te Reo Māori Awards, where organisations are encouraged to present the way they have celebrated Te Wiki or Te Reo Māori. Last night, the winners were named. Next week, we'll hear from some of them. Papa Ioya is the Ingoa for Palmerston North. And the iwi are Rangitane, Ngāti Apa, Ngāti Hauiti and Ngāti Raukawa ki te
1: tonga. With that many iwi, you can betcha there are lots of hapu and of course hapu marae scattered throughout the region, of which there are 13. Some that have
0: been there forever, like those 13, and some more recent, like the Hotu Manawa Māori o Rangitane or Manawatu Marae.
2: Ngā Marae o Te Motu. Who attacki fori ate? Chora.
1: Um, o mekureru shiamai no hiyakue. Uh,
2: ano konae tetehi o okupito. No no ratu rangitane o tira no nati rai kawa architecton ano okui So where are we standing? We're standing at the waho, ro- oh, sorry, at the maho of the fare nui titu Uh here on the the marae Te Hitu o Rangitane. And um yes, we're in the maho.
1: <laughs> we're in the maho. It's not your typical looking marae maho?
2: No, it's not. It's, it's very um, um, upbeat, <laughs> if yeah, you want to call contemporary it that. Yeah, Contemporary. Contemporary, that that's the word. Because um, a lot of the um, materials used are very contemporary. Uh, a lot of the carvings aren't actually wood, they're made from polystyrene uh, moulds.
1: Really? And, yeah. Polystyrene?
2: And that was from our uh, Matua who, who built the marae, um, Ivan Harris. And he was a—he's a, an artist in his own right, and um, yeah, that's what he used to make uh, do as a living—make molds out of concrete, out of polystyrene, and, and sell them. Uh, but um, he's the husband of um, one of the of the the woman that was probably instrumental in this place being up—the whole complex, Fakapai uh, Highwater, the. Uh, Health Initiative, as well as we got um, down the end. Yeah. Here we have um, s- uh, social services. Yes. As well as radio station, Kelware FM, 89.8. Pre- it's like a hub. You,
1: this is, is your hub.
2: It is the hub. It's a hub of the iwi, of the local iwi, Rangitane. And, um, yes, you'll see um, uh, we've got murals also in the, in, in the Maho here. Uh, again, that contemporary style of um, telling stories. Yes. Yes. Um, it's opposed from just having um, carvings, we have pictures that, that tell the story also.
1: When there's tangihanga, and, to, and sometimes might I bring the tupapaku out on the maho, mm. does this happen here?
2: It doesn't happen here. Uh, we have our tupapaku inside, they mm. stay there for the whole duration, and the only time they're in the maho is on their way out.
1: Right. Yeah. How does the polystyrene hold up weather wise? Uh,
2: pretty, good, pretty good with the paint. With well, a coat of paint over it, it, you don't know that it's not. Uh, what, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have known <laughs> yeah, unless you until told Until you go me. up and touch it, and, <laughs> yeah, then, and, and it has a sort of a hollow kind of sound when you tap it. Oh, but um, the morai here is uh, uh, the first moray in Palmerston North for over 100 years. Uh, the last morai here was named Kiki Kef, uh, Kiki Fenua, and which was about a k- kilometre uh, southwest. And that was the last marae they had here in, in the city. And this was opened in 2004 by Tariki Te Pairu And it was the kura that came and they tā te kawa i rungi whare.
1: Wow. Yeah, back in... So it's a relatively new marae, what, seven years old?
2: Yes. Yeah. Very, very... Hence the, the contemporary um, artwork that you do see, um as well as what we call this as a, a tumu waka. or the carvings within the fire, or uh, represent our waka. Because um, uh, the fire Ruth Harris, what she wanted this to, to be, I suppose, a um, urban marae for mātā waka as well as right. uh, rangitāne.
1: So let's call it all about this. Um...
2: <clears throat> uh, this this one here, it's of um, an impression of the Kurahupo waka arriving in New Zealand, in Aotearoa. Uh, it's of... Um, the, the actual carving part of this mural is the, the taurapa, and everything else is, is um, artwork, as in painting, um, murals, uh, cardboard um, images. And yes, this represents um, the arrival of Kurahupu um, Waka to Aotearoane. And over here, we have another impression. And this is of, if you look into it, we have a PAR site at, this, at the people looking out to the Moana, uh, viewing their Tanifa. Uh, that's Ruamano, that particular Tanifa, as well as there's a, a Kaipuke out at sea, um, indicating the arrival of Captain Cook and whoever else came on, on a Kaipuke. Kapai. Um, one thing this fare does do, it, it has a strong connection with uh, Taranaki. Aotea Waka. Um, The the Te here represents um, Tohu Raua Kofiti Mm -hmm. from Parihaka, as well as our Amo uh, and Maihi are um, on your left-hand side. (laughs) That represents um, Aotea Waka and uh, Turi and uh, Rongorongo. And on our right-hand side, we have... uh, the Amo representing uh, Wha and his, and one of his wives. Kapai. As we walk closer up then into the Maho, very, very deep Maho, also. Yes. Very deep Maho. Yes. Um, and that was to, because this was actually an existing building, it's just been um, reshaped and, and redesigned to have what we have today. The uh, the Whakawai represent um, all the, the northern tribes that. Um, came through rangitane and um, did what they did in those days.
1: And Whakaway is? Uh, and
2: that is, on this side we have Raukawa and Ngāti Tua Rangatira. On this side we have Maniapoto and Taranaki.
1: And we're near the entranceway near the of entrance the Mahi.
2: And we have another sort of a, a foyer as you do walk into the whare, and this is wow. called Te o Rangi. The and it represents um, really the motu from Taranaki to uh, Hikurangi, about the change of the land when um, the Pākehā actually got here, we, how we started to put down the weapons and pick up the weapons of choice being uh, the pen and religion. Hence the cross there. The, yeah. And then how we represented uh, Māori, were represented at the, the world wars. Um, and going back in history, before Māori left here, well, soldiers left New Zealand, they came to Palmerston North and resided at the Hukafutu campus, where the um, Massey University is now.
1: Oh, wow.
2: And they they settled there before they were shipped overseas.
1: And and who did these... um... Again,
2: this is um, Matua Ivan Harris. Uh, That part is wood, but this, again, is that polystyrene moulds. And if we walk into the fare <coughs> And like I mentioned earlier, it's a, it's a tumu Heringawaka. waka. Uh, the carvings, as you just walk into the door, uh, the ones on the left-hand side represents uh, Hoturoa from off Tainui waka. And we have a uh, picture of the atariki te hanging beside that carving. In remembrance too of her opening up the fare. as well as this side here we have um, the waka or natuki mata Whāorua. and if we come to the other side of the whare, um we have um, this waka here is called te tahuri te waka. Uh, this represents um, people that came on any other waka than our waka that we that our tupuna came on. This is just to allow anyone else that has a standing in the fare. and mm-hmm. uh, this is what our fire wished. This fare to be one, fare uh, for all. And we move along here, we have uh, Tamatea, oh no, we don't, we have Tamatea Kapua, sorry, of Tearua Waka. Yes. We move along and we have Toroa, Toroa. of Mata Tua. Move along, we have Tamatea Rikinui of Takitimu. Move further, we have uh, Te Waka o Tokumaru, Ko Fata, Te, te Tangataurunga. And we end here with uh, horauta, uh Te Uranga Mai te
1: Wow, amazing. And once again, all of them poly- polystyrene.
2: Oh, these are all wood. Oh, these, these are, are all wood. These wood. ones are all wood, but these um, call Fi um patterns, they're, they're polystyrene.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes.
2: And um, at the, the tuarunga o whare, we have um, a mural that was... Um, a story that was given to our Fire Ruth by her cousin Morgan Kawana, who was very strong in the, in the, uh, the maramatanga movement, the ratana uh, movement. But uh, the connection there to here is um, our kui uh, Mere Rikiriki, who was a prophetess in the day, and she reigned from uh, Parewanui over near Bulls. Um, they have a very strong connection with some of the whānau here in Angitāne. Fire uh, Ruth was one of those connections. Anyway, the story up there uh, depicts when Ratana went to Parliament uh, to visit Savage, who was the, uh, the Prime Minister of the time. Mm-hmm. He took a potato, a, a broken clock, a greenstone tiki and a huia feather. Uh, the, the potato was to represent the land, that, uh, how valuable the land was to the Māori, how we needed it to grow our clay. Mm-hmm. The broken clock represented the broken promises that the government and the Crown had made to us. And he said, uh, you broke it, you fix it. Uh, the tiki represented the wairua o te Maori, and the feather represented tanga that being the kawana-tanga. And that's what you'll find is not in this mural, is that um, that feather, until treaty claims have been ratified, that's when you might see that further back in that. Wow. Uh, the two faikaro at this end of the poutorua uh is Petitiaweawe uh, and Tametipano. Uh, they were the two chiefs of the two of the chiefs of the time of equal rank that were leading the people of Rangitane at the time. And on the uh, that side of the war, or the Tarochi, we have the five hapu of Rangitane ki Manawatu. That had been Ngati Hineote, Ngati Tawira, that had been a half caste uh, Rangitane, um, Ngati Upper link. Mm -hmm. And you see the murals on there indicate um, fish and that they were a coastal tribe. Uh, Over here we have Ngati Mairehau, uh, Ngati Rangi Aranaki, and Ngati Terangipaya. Those were all the five. Uh, local hapu that are still recognised here in the Manoa too.
1: Kapai. And so um, we're standing inside... Uh, so this is the f- Whare Nui?
2: This is the Whare Nui. Yeah. This is the Whare Nui. Um, like I was saying earlier, this building was already existing at the time. Prior to uh, us being here, the, the Kura Kaupapa Māori Two resided here. Oh, OK. And then they moved on to their new premises. But um, this part here was actually part of the school at the time, but it's been redesigned to mm. um, represent... Afare nui mm-hmm. and uh, puni, he, he whare, mm-hmm. we don't call it Fare Tupuna because it doesn't hold that name. The name Tuturipumo is a, speaks of the state of the iwi that even though they were uh, overcome by greater forces, their Ahika was never doused.
1: Right, yes,
2: yes. So that's what we say this is.
1: And so um, when what is the, the kawa of the marae? The kawa
2: here is paeke, um, Rangitane, um, use paeke. Um, yeah.
1: Ka pai. Um about the the you know you mentioned the, the the words ahika. Who are the people that are uh, the, the Rangiwera and, and the kaumātua here at the marae? Uh,
2: the kaumātua. Well, we have a, a what we have a, a council of kaumātua here that um, the Farenu is actually set up for a meeting of the 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 kaumātua mm. uh, or rangitane, uh, the likes of uh, fire, Ka Tate. Uh, who else? Um, Uncle Moana Terangi, uh, just to name a few offhand. Mm. Uh, those are two, two of the kumara to acquire that um, belong to this marae. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, I didn't mention the po Now, the, the po isn't actually in the middle of the whare where it usually stands. It's to the side.
1: Oh yeah, actually. Uh,
2: that's because of structural um, requirements. That was already a structural beam there, so that's what we did. We made that into the po the name of the Potokomano is uh, Hepiki Honunga Tangata. Uh, what it represents is uh, the role women play within a iwi. Uh, without women to push men, um, we'd probably just sit around.
1: <laughs> so the Huataki, I was told that this is the only so this is the only marae central Palmerston North. The that's correct. Are...
2: We have another marae out in the in the country, yeah. uh, Marie, That's um, reside, who resides there. Alfano uh, Te Tawhaoi, te Alfano reside there. And that, though it is a, it wasn't always a marae. It was really a church. Uh, but um, since then, i have um, uh, built a, a dining room. Just this year, actually, they opened that dining room up. The name of that dining room was uh, is Te Whakapono. The name of the Farenoi is Te Rangi Māori, eh? and that brings to to life a fakatoki that um, one of our Tupuna from Rangitane recited. His name was. Uh, Mai Hana Te he said, um, Te manawarotanga o Ngāti Raukawa ki te pupuri te rangi Māori ara i te whakopono. And now that they have the whakapono standing on there, that fakatoki um, has, tauāki, has come to fruition. Um, the stout-heartedness heart- of Raukawa uh, to, up, uh, to uphold the uh, uh, peace and uh, faith.
1: Ka poi. Kia ora. Can we go for a little uh, yeah, sure. uh,
2: while? Well,
1: Whoa, didn't expect this.
2: <laughs> and this is our dining room, and we call this the Te Whare Manaki.
1: Te Whare Manaki. Te, whare te
2: whare Yeah, dining room like a lot of other dining rooms, although again, it's a little bit of a different shape because of the, the natural shape of the building.
1: So, um, this would have been the kids' hall? I mean, the Kurukaipa before? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kapai, and so the same contemporary feel? Yes, the
2: same contemporary feel. Again, um, at this end here, this uh, Fokairo at the top of the the roof here, um, that is a connection with um, two Whare Toa leader, uh, they're happy to hear Back in the day when they were um, trying to get Rangitane re established. Um, he was a great help to uh, fire Ruth and, and the committee. Mm. So the, to um, commemorate that, they put their carving up there. For,
1: so in what way was he was he helpful? Um, oh,
2: well, he helped them, in, um, this, this marae, um, helped them in establishing this marae, helped them in the road to take to um, re-establish um, a marae here in town. And it wasn't all plain sailing. We um, had the neighbours around who um, obviously... Um, they weren't supportive of it. Mm-hmm. Um, where our flagpole was out there, we actually had, that was our last with our neighbours. They put in submission to say that when the sun shines, it will cast a shadow on their house. And yet, if you see the geographics of the place, um, that shadow will never cast over there, because the sun rises right. in, the, in the northern east, and s- settles in the west, where the houses are more... Uh, Northwest. Right. Hmm.
1: Because um, the buildings that surround us, we've got the Water, uh, the, the radio station, were they here alongside the Kura?
2: No, the Kura was here on its own, autonomous, and it wasn't until they uh, had um, accessed a, a new property that they moved out and um, right. we moved in, more or less.
1: And so, what, what functions are held here in Te Whare Manake?
2: Uh, We have the usual, uh, the hakari for tangihanga, hakari for weddings, for birthdays, um, as well as that we hire the the marae out to all ethnicities. We've had all our um, Pacific uh, uh, cousins that have hired the place because of its big um, expenses. And they love it and they come back every year. As well as um, we have a lot of government departments that come in and have their conventions, whatever, they're they're running at the time here. Mm. So we're quite well um, utilised here, uh, even even though we're out of town. uh, So I think sometimes it's better that we are a little bit out of town than being right in the (coughs)
1: centre. So uh, te huataki, when I've done other marae uh, in Aotearoa, I've talked about um, kai or um, you know what's plenty, or you know what's available in their local area. For example, Motueka they've got the, um, you know, um, fruit in abundance. Yeah. <laughs> Apples, kaimwana. What what is uh, available here in um, Rangitane? Of course, we're
2: river people. Mm-hmm. Um, we're um, tuna. Tuna is a big, big um, kai on the menu here. Tuna and fish, any type of fish, um, fished out of our own river. Those are a lot of our delicacies. Are uh, the tuna. And the, um, the other fish. And the
1: men, where do they cut the meat and stuff like that?
2: Oh, we've got another area downstairs here.
1: Oh, we call it downstairs. <laughs> this is wow! Our oh, nice.
2: This area down here is where we uh, prepare the kai, and as well as this room here. Also doubles as uh, our smoker room here at work. And but uh, when it's uh, when we've hired the marae out, we just share it with with the whanau that are uh, using okay. the marae.
1: And so, um, oh, and what do we have um Oh, those are just
2: sheds. Um, that was an a initiative uh, of, because um, we have an a artesian well underneath here. Um, but when we sent water away to be tested, it came back and it was paru. Oh. So we put that one on the, on the kai bush. Okay. That idea.
1: And I see that it's got good access for people who are in a, in a wheelchair.
2: Yes, we, we yeah, cater ranks? for, yeah, and legal requirements.
1: Of yeah. course, of course. Kapai the Whare Nui, whare Kai isn't this great though you've got everything, radio the station case. the water, even a church
2: even a church, we, we call that the Whare Wairua Mere Rikiriki which was, that's always been there, that church um, and that was our first Whare Nui before we built this this site on and just on that this marae has been built on, on the memory of Mere Rikiriki, um and the, the great work that she did when she was um, alive and mm how she, um, well, one of her sayings was, taku uh, herangi
1: So, um, it's great how it's a hub, there's Māori here that work here every day, so this Māori is very much um, busy. It
2: is very yeah, busy. Which is great. Uh, and and in, in saying that it's busy, sometimes it's deserted, because that's how busy it is. People um, <laughs> don't always work on site, we go out and, and network and stuff, so a lot of times people aren't on site, they're out networking
1: a kaituatuki tera te hōtaki a kiora
2: a te na ko ta me hito ne kia, a, a, mihi, kia koe, tu hene kwa fugaru no nei nei te ne o tata i marai haramai nei a kite faka pa ho atu kitao a no nera nami ki ko ta dai vio te motu nga marai o te motu, Ngā marae o te motu.
0: Kia ora. Now, for additional information about his kōrero and the marae, you'll find it at our webpage. And if you want to get in touch with me or Justine, you can at teahika, T-E-A-H-I-K-A-A, at radionz.co.nz. We love hearing from you. We love those comments on our Facebook page. Anei rā, a huataki whare a Mita me
2: A that... Um one of our tupuna from Rangitane reciters, his name was Maihana uh, Mehana uh, Taranuiotu uh, he said the manowaro tanga o Raukawa ki te pupuri te rangimarie ara i te and um the stout heart heartedness of Raukawa uh, to up, uh, to uphold the peace and uh faith
0: Remember, whānau mā, is Te Rangihiroa Day next Saturday at Urenui North Tanaki and the opening of the Ngāti Mūtinga exhibition at Pukea Adiki, New Plymouth. Might see you there. That's us for this week. Himihitina mihi tēnā kina kai wiki. He anō ki ngā kaira wiki wiki mihi ni. Hoki mai hai ra tapu Mai te whānau te ahikā, tātā katoa.
2: Mauri ora!